Welcome to Sunrise, and it's great to worship with you and be together in community as we sing to God today, as we hear His words, we pray, as we seek Him together. Um, yeah, it's just so good to be worshiping with brothers and sisters in Christ side by side. And welcome to you, also you guys worshiping with us online today. I'd like to just open the service up with just reading a simple, short verse from Psalm 34. It says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. Once again, just exciting to be in community together. And even you guys online, you guys aren't with us, but you're with us in spirit. And you guys are singing the same songs we are, so we are one body worshiping Christ together. So why don't you guys stand with us as we open this service singing together.
acknowledge all the things that you've been doing in our lives, that you have been doing, and what you will do. God, we just say that we are thankful. We're thankful for who you are and what you're doing in each one of us. Let's spend just a minute in response to God right now, thanking him for what he's been doing in our lives individually.
God, we're just in we're just in awe of your mercy, of your grace this morning. We say thank you. We say thank you together. You are a good God, a kind God. In Jesus' name, Amen. You guys can take a seat. I am the worship pastor, also the community life pastor here at Sunrise. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but um, it's so good to have you guys with us this morning. I heard your voices loud and clear in my ears this morning. It was so good to hear worshiping with you guys. Um, first of all, I want to say a special welcome to anyone who may be worshiping with us for the first time this morning. So good to see you guys here with us. We do have some QR codes randomly sprinkled throughout this, the chairs. You guys can scan that. If you are new, that'll bring you to our announcement page. Um, on our website, and on that announcement page, there's this little graphic about welcoming guests, and if you click on that, I think there's just a few questions that you can answer. Um, We just want to help you guys feel welcome um, and feel at home here at Sunrise, and if you fill that out, we'd love to send you a gift in the mail later later this week, and then also... Lastly, if you would mingle on your way out to the lobby at the connect table, we would love to give you a gift and just answer any questions you may have about Sunrise, about um, any of the ministries here, and... uh, that would be that. So also, I have a few announcements, and um, one last announcement we just threw in this morning as well, so I want to get you guys' attention to that. Um, first of all, our fifth graders, how exciting, school just ended, so our fifth graders and Sunrise kids will be moving up to Sunrise students from now on, so you guys won't be heading back to Sunrise Kids today. You'll be staying with us. And also, with that, they are invited to our first Sunrise Students event of the year. We'll be having mini golf today. I'm going to make sure I pull up the right information. Um, Mini golf today over at Craig's Cruisers. At in Wyoming. It's at 6 p.m. tonight. So Sunrise students bring $8. That'll play 18 holes. Um, all the information, I think, is up here. Yes, so email Corey if you have any questions about that, about the details. Um, and that'll be a super fun time. I think all three of our kids are going to go this time. So that'll be fun. If there, I think Corey did say if there is a potential for rain this evening, um, he will send out a, a notification if that is going to be canceled. Um, moving on, Wine and Theology. It's been a bit since we've done this, so Wine and Theology, we will be meeting this Tuesday, ladies, at Hudsonville Grill at 7 p.m. So um, if you have not been before, this is just a nice hangout for the women to connect with each other, have conversation, um, maybe some Theological conversations will happen, maybe not, but it's just a great way to connect the ladies in the church here. Next, um, Sunrise Celebration and Potluck on June 25th. We have a lot of stuff coming up on that day, June 25th. There will be a baptism, as well as we are going to be honoring our volunteers that have served all throughout this year. There'll be a potluck after church, that service on the 25th, out in the north parking lot. So you can see up on the side here, last names beginning through A through I will be bringing dessert. And J through Z will be bringing a side dish. Sunrise will provide the meat, the plates, the drinks, the plasticware, the tables. Um, and that should be, a, again, a super fun celebration on the 25th, so in a few weeks. And um, we do have a slide for this because it was just added, but I do have one more announcement for you guys. We've been um, planning an event, and it just kind of came to fruition this morning. There will be a Sunrise Range Day. If you're into shooting guns, um, that will be on Saturday, June 24th, so the day before our potluck celebration, um, at 11 o'clock. What? Did I say something funny? No, not nothing. Um, so there'll be um, anyone who wants to attend, you can attend that. It'll be one hour of range time um, at Center Shot Gun Range and Door. And we'll be making a graphic and sending that out on Facebook this week and also announcing it once again next Sunday uh, for more information. So if you're interested in that, sign up. I'm going to hand it off to Dennis for another partnership affirmation. All right. So a lot going on this morning as well. I'm a little bit tired just listening to Dan talk about all that stuff. (laughs) So here at Sunrise, if you've heard me, if you've been here, if you've been around here, you've heard me say this several times, we don't have members, we have partners. Um, And this is more than just a semantic distinction. At the lowest level, what a Sunrise partner is, is someone that considers Sunrise Ministry to be their church. 
but not membership into an organization, but a partner, a child, and a beloved family who understands that their gifts, skills, and passions are essential to what God is doing in this place and how he is building this community to further his kingdom. Partners are those who have come and they have agreed with sort of the five core foundational theological beliefs that we hold to around here. The fact that the Bible is inspired and authoritative and has wisdom for our lives. The fact that God has eternally existed as Father, Son, Spirit, and the Holy Trinity. The fact that the church is a family and community of God's children who are expanding and reaching the world uh, and, and expanding his kingdom to reach the world. That salvation is by grace through faith in Christ and exclusively found in Jesus Christ. And that we have a blessed hope. That we might not get all the answers to the questions that we have, but that at the end of the day, there is hope because Jesus is coming. That we declare together our willingness to be used of God to see the world transformed through His grace and love. And that we commit to relate to one another in the essentials we have unity, in the non-essentials we show liberty, and in all beliefs we show charity. Today, uh, we are happy to welcome into uh, this family, uh, Audra and Jason Nelson. Um, Audra and Jason, if you would go ahead and please stand where you are. Um, and, uh, uh, and Lennon's back there with him. So Lennon, I'm going to have you stand too because I want you to know this is a theologian uh, that, is, that is up and coming. The last time I served in kids ministry, um, Noah and I actually had to tag team because Lennon had so many theological questions. I've got plans for you, kiddo. Um, <laughs> But Jason and Audra have been with us for several months, and we're so glad that they have come forward and that they are going to, um, they are uh, uh, dedicating themselves to partnership here at Sunrise Ministries. Um, so we are so thankful for them. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then, well, actually, let's, let's welcome them. I'm going to pray over them this morning. Um, you can greet them during our greeting time, but be quick because they're actually serving in kids' ministry today. <laughs> um, so if they blow you off, it's not because they're rude. It's because they got stuff to do. Um, I'm teasing. They won't blow you off. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for these dear friends. We thank you for what they mean to us. We thank you for, um, Lord, how you have, have brought them um, to be a part of this family. And we thank you that we get to be a part of the same sheep pen for for this season of our lives. And so we pray, Lord, that you would lead and guide, that you would uh, give them the, the courage and the strength to use their gifts, Father, that we would become more of who you want us to be because of, of their addition. So, Father, we, we thank you now uh, for all that you've done and all that you will do. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay, over the next uh, two or three minutes, the kids can be dismissed to Kids Church. And please... Greet Andra and Jason as they, uh, before they get out of here. All right. Take some time to greet each other. We could go ahead and find our seats. So we begin today, continuing on our series, Jesus Said. Today we're going to be talking about Matthew 7, verses 7 through, um, yeah, verses 7 through 11. Jesus said, keep praying. And so as we, we go through today's message, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of a time in your life. I want you to think of a story, but not a story that you maybe have heard told, but a story that you have actually lived. And I, I fully am aware that for some of you, what I'm going to be asking you to reflect on or to think about over the next several minutes may not be uh, the most peace-filled. It, it may cause a little bit of, of anxiety uh, in you because I want you to think of a story, and I want you to think of a story in your own life, but I want you to think of a time where you prayed, and you prayed, and you prayed for something. And maybe that thing that you were praying for was something that you knew was a reality of heaven that you wanted to see manifested on earth. But that despite your prayers, despite your faith, despite your earnestness, that God didn't answer your prayer, at least not the way you wanted it answered, that the hoped-for outcome that you had conceived in your mind didn't materialize. You, you prayed with all the faith that you possessed, but, but at the end of the day, there was still an empty space where the hoped-for answer should be sitting. 
See, today's Bass passage in Matthew chapter 7 is, is a difficult one, friends, but, but, and it's difficult because for, for some of us, it, it's, it seems like a blank check. It, it seems like what Jesus is saying to his followers, that if you will do A, you will get B. And that's great in theory, but it's a little more problematic when we do A and B doesn't show up. Matthew 7, beginning in verses 7 through 11, Jesus says this to those who are gathered listening to his sermon, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, Jesus continues on, if your son asks for bread... A true need, right? Would give him a stone. A cruel joke. Or if he asked for a fish, a sustaining and nourishing necessity, would give him a snake, a dangerous and destructive substitute. If you then, though you are evil... You're like, okay, Dennis, tell me. So certainly Jesus isn't calling his listeners and by extension us evil. What does the Greek word really mean? It means wicked. (laughs) Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything you, everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Ask, seek, knock. But ask. When Jesus tells his disciples here, when he tells his followers, when he tells the the masses to ask, what he's saying is pray with humility and awareness of your need. You see, folks, here's the thing. So often when when I have, have asked the Lord for things down the road, I have come to realize that what I needed wasn't what I thought that I needed. That that often what I wanted wasn't what was best for me. The reality that Jesus is exposing here is that when he says, ask to pray with humility and awareness of the need is to know that the things that you know imperfectly, God knows perfectly. Sometimes, sometimes as we saw over in the Easter message, God believes in me more than I believe in myself. Think of Job. (laughs) Take Job as your point of encouragement, friends. He wanted answers, but he didn't get them. He wanted relief, but instead what he was given was the strength to endure until he was able to see not only what God was trying to teach him, but who God really was. He wanted to know why, but God didn't tell him why. God said, this son is who I am. Ask. And you will receive because God, my friends, is better than the best father. I know that there are those that are out there and maybe the, the, the story that you thought of or are still thinking of or are still noodling through isn't a long distant past story that you remember. Maybe it's a present reality that you're living You don't have the beginning and the end. You don't have the front and the back. You don't see what God has done in the midst of the unanswered prayer. You're in the middle of it and you're tired. You're in the middle of it and you don't understand. You're in the middle of it and you don't know why God seems so far, so distant. And in some cases, so cruel. But you see, Jesus' point here in the Sermon on the Mount isn't that that when we pray, we get a blank check and receive everything we ask for. His point, if we read the entire paragraph together, 
is this, is that God is good. And when we don't feel like we can trust anyone else, when we've been betrayed on a deep level, when we feel like our faith is almost spent, the urging of the Savior in that moment and in this moment and in the moments of your lives where you're tempted to stop asking (laughs) is this, is that we don't and we can't always see the whole picture. We don't know what God is always up to. But by faith, we believe that God sees the beginning and the end. That whether we're on an up or a down, that God cares and he loves and that he will not give you a stone when you need bread. We go back to the, to the story of Job for just a minute. I was, I was talking with some friends this week and and we were theologizing about Job. And I said, you know what? The first thing that comes to my mind every time I read the beginning of the book of Job is, is this. is that, Lord, when you're talking about me to the enemy, could you please just kind of keep my name out of your mouth? God had work for Job to do that he couldn't do in chapter 1 that he had to do at the end of the book. Ask. Jesus says, and it will be given to you. Seek. Seek. Pray with faith-filled hearts and willing hands. I don't know about you, but I often find myself falling off one or two, right? So so when I kind of fall off into extremes, when it comes to prayer, I I, I fall in one of two directions. The first is that I, I I will pray and then just kind of sit there and wait for heaven to open and for God to do something. You ever been there? Lord, I really would like to grow three inches overnight. (laughs) Thanks. And there are for sure times where God, as he spoke to Moses and the children of Israel, where he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, right? That, um, hey, there's an army that's kind of bearing down on us. We've got like a sea and there's mountains and Lord, you're going to do something. He says, stand still. Great. Right? But the one side that I often fall off on is I I sit and I wait for God to do something. Or the the other the other side of of that is that I'll forget to pray altogether. And I'll just get busy. I'll roll up my sleeves or I'll work hard or I'll burn the midnight oil. And and I wonder if this instruction to seek that Jesus is giving uh, to those that are standing uh, standing under his voice and listening to his teaching is an instruction to both faith and action. To pray for a job but to get busy searching the internet for employment. It's to pray for a forgiving heart but then to do the hard, hard work of practicing forgiveness again and again and again. And again, to pray for divine healing, but then to go to the doctor and wait for it, do what she tells you to do. (laughs) Now you're meddling, preacher. To seek answers, to seek clarity, to seek holiness, to seek the things that you're looking for, but to know that if you're seeking in the right direction, my friends, what you'll find may not be exactly what you think you're looking for, but at the end of your search, you will stand face to face, nose to nose with the God that you really need in that moment. That at the end, what you'll find is him, and you'll find that that's what you've needed all along. That's what's needed amidst doubt and confusion, isn't so much certainty that you're making the perfect decision, but the faith to believe that God will never abandon you, even when he seems so far away. That as the perfect parent, he's the truer and better mother. He's the truer and better father who doesn't just show me what I need, but will show up when I need him most. Here's a truism. If you're looking for something, you'll almost always find something. 
You're looking for trouble? You'll find it. If your eyes are bent on seeing the unfairness of life, it's hard to overlook. If you're searching for an excuse to justify bad or sinful behavior, they're all over the place. If you're looking for a speck to inspect, there's plenty out there. But seeking, when we seek the Lord, even in the midst of tragedy and confusion, we'll find him. And when we'll find him, we're often given the strength to carry on in the midst of difficult circumstances. Ask, and it will be given to you. Jesus says, seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. Knock, pray with persistence, not presumption, my friends. The asking, the seeking, the knocking, they're, they're all in the imperative form in, in the Greek. They're all in the present tense. And, and this means that they could be translated, hey, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on, on knocking. The grammatical construction is trying to communicate something pretty clear is, is that Jesus is saying to all of his followers, essentially, don't give up on prayer. Keep on praying. I know that you all have been praying for this or for that, but keep on asking. I know that you all are tired of praying or seeking God in this or that situation. Your faith is weary and your hands are heavy, but keep on seeking. I know that you'll, you think that it will be easier to walk away from the closed door with your bloody knuckles hanging at your side, but keep on knocking. See, my friends, it's not about the certainty of an outcome. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God's answers to prayer are not dependent upon my whims and my wishes, but nor are they dependent upon the quality or the quantity of my faith. It's not about vocabulary. Prayer isn't a magical incantation that if I say just the right things in just the right way, I'll get what I want. You see, faith-filled prayers aren't about certainty or vocabulary, quality or quantity. Faith-filled prayers are more about persistence than presumption. We do not presume to know the will of God, but we persist in our belief that he is good and he cares. Ask God, seek God, knock, and God will open. Keep praying because God alone, my friends, he knows what we need. God alone can satisfy our deepest longings. God alone can handle our sin. God alone can be trusted with our confession. God alone sees us as we truly are and still loves us as we truly deserve. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. My friends, it is not a blank check. It's an invitation to keep on praying. Because prayer, my friends, is a first-order work, not just for some of us, but for all of us. It's an invitation not to get what we want, but to encounter a God who knows beyond all shadow of doubt what we need. Ask, seek, knock. Because we have a Father who is so much better and so much more gracious than any heavenly father or any earthly father that we have, that if we come to him and we truly need bread, will he give us a stone? If we truly need fish, will he give us a snake? 
I think what Jesus is telling us here, folks, is, is this, is he's not giving us sort of a blank check that says, hey, everything's going to work out the way that I want to work it out. But at the end of the search, at the end of the prayer, we can have the same experience that Job had, and that is this, is that Job didn't get the answer to why. Why, God, is this happening? God gave him his presence. This morning, we're going to be... Um, Selecting some, some new elders. And this is a new experience for me. Right? Every time before, I've, I've, um, whether they call it affirmation or vote or whatever, right? There's, it, it, it's funny because I, I, I like this in theory a whole lot better, but there's another part of me that this has driven me more to prayer than any other time that I've been a part of, of, of any kind of, a, of an elder selection. It wasn't lost on me uh, as well that there are two things that elders are called to do in the local church, and that is to be able to point people to Jesus, right? Teach, and in, in the sense of teaching, what we mean is, it's like, is this the kind of person that you could sidle up a, a teenager beside of them and say, is this somebody that you would trust to say, hey, Jesus is this way, can we f- head this direction toward him? Right? Teaching is one aspect of it, but what's the other thing that, that we see that elders are called to do? Primarily, it's to pray. The apostles who were serving the church of Jerusalem in, in this role, actually, they, they were confronted because they, they had some, some necessary things that were in tension. There were people that, that needed to be cared for. There were pastoral needs that needed to be taken care of. There was... Uh, the, Favoritism that was being shown in the distribution of, of, of help. And the apostles looked around and they said, it is not right for us to neglect the ministry of the word, the gospel, and prayer. So let's appoint faithful people. I, I, we don't believe, as the great theologian Morpheus in the Matrix movie said, we don't believe in coincidence, we believe in providence. And as we were scheduling the selection of elders this morning, I, I looked on the calendar and saw what we were going to be preaching about, and I thought, boy, this is, this is providential, is it not? Because the five men and women that are going to stand here to, to select three um, folks that are going to be, that are going to be serving um, the questions that we asked them, Grace and Debbie and myself and, and Joe, as we sat down with some and we, we interviewed, right? The thing that we were getting at, is this a person? Is this a person who can help other people follow Jesus? Who can minister the living and the written word? Is this, are these people that are people of prayer who know that it's not about getting the answers that we want, but it's about encountering the Father who knows what we need? But I gotta confess, this week I've probably prayed a little more than normal. Because we want what God wants, don't we? We want what God knows that we need. I'm thankful and I'm I'm, I'm honored that these five folks that are gonna be standing up here that I have every confidence Here's what I know. I was thinking about this this morning. I know that no matter who the Lord decides the three are, I'm going to be excited and disappointed at the same time. Excited because I believe that every one of these men and women have the character quality, the spiritual gifts, that, that they are willing to be called to serve Sunrise in this very important task very important role but I'm disappointed that I'm only going to be able to work with three of them (laughs) some of you may have been asking um, or thinking to yourself so lots gone on over the last year why why do we need three what's going on we talked about Kate we haven't um, told who else is going to be stepping down well over a year ago actually before I got here Mike Loney was one of our elders and Mike stepped down and uh, because the elders were in the midst of a pastoral search, they decided that they would focus on getting me rather than uh, getting a, another elder. Uh, right or wrong, that's what they did. I'm sorry, I'm not better and better looking. Um, but this is what we have. <laughs> 
Um, and so uh, we, we have that spot to replace Kate um, as stepping off, as, as you well know. And uh, there'll, there'll be time to, to celebrate this next person here in just a couple of weeks. Um, but after 19 years of serving faithfully as one of the original elders of Sunrise Ministry, uh, Carol has decided it's time to pass the baton. And after much wrangling and talking and praying, she is going to be staying on to help with the transition uh, through the fall. But this fall, Carol is going to be um, like a good spiritual mother does, handing the baton over to, to others. So today we seek the Lord. And I hope that over the last several months, all of us have been asking, seeking, knocking, trusting that the Lord will have his will and his way, that he knows what he's doing. Um, so here's what we're going to do right now. Gina, I'm going to ask you to, to come. Um, and right there, yeah. Gina, I'm going to ask you to just offer, um, offer a prayer over what we're about to do, and then we will call the candidates forward. So if you could just pray for us. Dear Lord, we, we come to you in this moment, and we thank you so much for Dan, for Joel, for yeah. Kathleen. God, we just we thank you for Nick and for Michelle. Yeah. We thank you for the gifts and the talents and the abilities that you've placed in each one of them. We thank you that you've equipped them, that they are identified as elders among us. Yeah. And God, we, we trust you. We ask for your Holy Spirit to move, to work in this process. Um, we know that you know um, what we need. And so we trust you that um, the right three people will be selected for this role. Yeah. And we ask as a congregation that we would support and encourage um, this group as our elder team reforms. Yeah. And we ask for um, your will to be done and for your peace for each of us, um, for each of the um, elder nominees and also for us as a church. Um, and we, we know that you have um, equipped them and that you have made a path before us and we're excited to see um, what you have in store for the future of Sunrise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, could those five individuals, Dan, Kathleen, Joel, Michelle, Nick, could you please come forward and just stand by one of the Bibles? So several, several weeks ago, a couple months ago, we asked for nominations from the, from the congregation to be considered for the Office of Elder at Sunrise. The elder team um, reviewed those names and nominations um, and then composed um, an, an elder vetting committee, if, if, if you will, uh, that was made up of uh, former, current elders and myself, uh, uh, Joe, Carol, Debbie, Grace, Bosma, and myself all took part in this. As we prayed through asking for discernment, we contacted the list, we uh, had interviews where we would discuss people, and, and, and these five men and women who are standing before you are men and women that we put forward before the Lord and before the church and say they are men and women that we believe um, are elders, regardless of the office that they hold. Um, and so... Um, as following the, the practice that we see used in, in Scripture and that it has been a long-standing practice um, among certain uh, uh, church families and Sunrise Ministries, um, we would now ask these candidates to turn and to pick up the Bible uh, that's in front of them. And when they open the Bible, they'll see uh, one of two slips of paper indicating whether or not God has chosen them uh, to be an elder uh, of, of sunrise um, at this time. So friends, if, if you would, please open your slips. The slips will say, God has called you to be an elder at Sunrise Ministry, or the slip will say, thank you for your willingness to serve as an elder. You are not called at this time. 
All right. Um, what's God said? Dan? Not at this time. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much for your willingness to serve. God has not called you to be an elder at this time, but my friend, you, you are gifted to serve. Thank you so much for your willingness. We trust him for his plans. You are a gift to us, my friend. Thank you. Kathleen? <laughs> Kathleen, <laughs> we are thankful for you. We are thankful for your willingness to serve you. You never would have thought of this, would you? When I called you and you were like, man, Dennis, I never thought anybody would say this, but what we see, what you don't see sometimes, thank you for your willingness. God has gifted you. And even though it's not at this time, we love you and we affirm you in your giftedness. Thank you, dear friends. Thank you. Um... Nick, Michelle, and Joel. You could set your Bibles down. Um, could we have the, the current elders uh, please come forward at this time? We'll meet you all down here. Following along a, a, a long tradition, Mike is, is going to lead us in, in a moment, but we're going to be laying hands, and, and there was a, um, this is a long-standing biblical tradition where um, when someone is selected to something, there is a tactile laying on of hands to signify that God has, has chosen. To all three of you, it has been such a joy, um, the disappointment that I have um, is also mingled with the excitement that I have. Um, to serve with each of you, Nick, the gifts that you bring, your, um, being able to talk with somebody else about Hebrew in, a, uh, in an elders meeting is just going to be super excited, but we're thankful for what God has, the gifts that he's given you, the graces that he's given you, thankful for your willingness. Um, Michelle, we didn't really know each other until we, we sat for a day wrangling children together, and then we got to chat some more, and just so thankful for, that God has brought you here the gifts that you bring uh, from your, your skills and your passions, um, what God is going to do uh, through you, really, really exciting. Joel, we couldn't have written this story, could we? That this is what God would have. The prophet that you're named after is famous for saying to Israel that God... It's about to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And um, while all of us have walked some pretty interesting times, your, your journey with the visible church has not always been easy. And yet, here we are. <laughs> that God is about to do something that only he can do. So, Mike... Joel, Michelle, and Nick, brothers and sisters, let's all pray. Heavenly Father, what a joy. What a day. Thine is the kingdom, not will be. Thine is the kingdom here, and the power and the glory forever. As we ask and seek and knock, as we as a team lift you up, and draw others to you as we glorify you as in this body which is part of the body, which is part of your body and bride, as we serve you together and we trust you and we receive your grace, your glory, your wisdom together. We thank you and praise you and we look forward to drawing others to you by your love and grace shining through us. In Jesus' name, we are commissioned, we are called, we are gifted, and we're ready to be sent together. Amen. Amen. You're going to get an opportunity. Dan, would you and the worship team come? Lead us in our last song. Uh, yeah.
We want to acknowledge that um, everything that we have is God's, that our spiritual act of worship and singing we give to Him, but also uh, giving is a spiritual act of worship as well. So everything that we have is as every breath in our lungs, every minute of the day, and every dollar we have is belongs to Him. So it's good to remind ourselves of that. We're going to sing this last song, um, but as, after the service is done, you can um, choose to give um, by on the website or app. We have the, the beautiful box in the back, or you can um, also mail a check if you'd like to as well for our online friends. But um, with that said, let's focus back into um, worship and singing as we sing Build My Life Together. Joe leads us.
sunrise, even though we've elected elders this morning and God has called them to help lead the church, you are also disciples and elders. You are also called to lead the church. So that being said, I would love to pray a blessing over you this morning, first in Hebrew and then in English. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. May we go in peace. Amen.